0: Before President Tsai boarded her plane for Taiwan, she also held a press conference in Los Angeles where she discussed her 10-day trip and her foreign policy.
1: Tsai also urged China not to overreact to her recent meeting with U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy.
2: Taiwan's representative to the U.S., Xiao Bi Kim, and AIT chair Laura Rosenberger shared a laugh as they found they were both wearing a red blazer at President Tsai Ing-wen's press conference. It was the second time that an AIT chairperson attended one of Tsai's press conferences, reflecting the deepening of Taiwan-U.S. ties under Xiao's tenure. During the press event, a reporter asked whether Xiao intended to run for vice president in the
1: 2024 elections.
2: (laughs) Upon hearing the question, Xiao shook her head, prompting Tsai to
3: intervene. Let's not put her on the spot like this. We're not here to talk about politics in Taiwan.
2: Tsai urged media to focus on her foreign tour, which culminated in a meeting with U.S. House Speaker McCarthy earlier this week. The meeting sparked fierce objections from China, which launched patrol missions in the Taiwan Strait. Tsai urged Beijing to not overreact.
3: Whether the meeting with McCarthy was a breakthrough is up to each person's interpretation. I think that having the opportunity to speak face-to-face with the U.S. is conducive to peaceful and stable cross-strait relations and regional peace. I hope that China can show some self-restraint and not overreact.
2: During her meeting with McCarthy, Tsai framed cross strait issues as an international security matter with consequences for freedom and democracy. She spoke about bringing stability to Taiwan-U.S.-China relations.
3: Our current foreign policy is shaped by my considerations on what is in the best interests of Taiwan. Some of the suspicion toward the U.S. is deliberate, and some of it comes from having insufficient information. The assistance that the U.S. has provided us during this visit should send a very clear message to the international community, and especially to the people of Taiwan.
2: During her transits in the U.S., President Tsai met with House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries in New York. Later, she made a joint appearance with Speaker McCarthy in California, signaling the close bond between Taiwan and the U.S.
1: Following President Tsai's meeting with the U.S. House Speaker, China sends its Shandong Airport aircraft carrier to the Bashi Channel, just 200 miles from Taiwan. In
0: response to this show of force, the U.S. State Department pledged to speed up arms deliveries to Taiwan. It also called on Beijing to immediately cease its military and diplomatic pressure on Taiwan.
2: We continue to urge Beijing to cease its military, diplomatic, and economic pressure against Taiwan and instead engage in meaningful diplomacy. The the U.S. government is actively reviewing our policies and processes to ensure that we move arms sales uh, as quickly as possible, particularly uh, for Taiwan. The U.S. and the PRC have differences when it comes to Taiwan, uh, but we've managed those differences for uh, over 40 years. Uh, Peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait uh, are not only long-standing U.S. interests, but they are also uh, global interests. We have channels to communicate with our PRC counterparts, and we remain uh, uh, we remain open to uh, those channels of communications as to uh, prevent any risk or miscalculation.
0: Also, in response to Tsai's meeting with the speaker, China announced fresh sanctions against Taiwan's envoy to the U.S., Xiao Bi Kim. Xiao and her family members are now barred from entering China, Hong Kong, and Macau. Businesses and investors connected with Xiao will not be allowed to work with Chinese organizations and individuals. In response to the announcement, Xiao wrote on Twitter, Wow, the CCP has sanctioned me again. This is the second time. Xiao was hit with sanctions for the first time last August after then-U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan. As Japan lifts its post-war military restraints, perhaps nowhere is feeling the change more than
1: the remote island of Yonaguni. Located just over 100 kilometers east of Taiwan, the tiny Japanese island is slowly being transformed into a military outpost. Many residents are concerned about getting caught in the conflict between China and Taiwan. VOA's regional correspondent Bill Gallo visited Yonaguni and has
0: this report.
4: Sunrise on one of Japan's most remote and beautiful islands. Here on Yonaguni Island, wild native horses roam free along rugged coastlines. This is so far from the rest of Japan, sometimes it feels untouched by humans. The few who are here enjoy a serenity hard to find in other parts of the country. But trouble is just over the horizon. Where I'm standing is the westernmost point in Japan. Taiwan is right behind me. It's so close that, in fact, Taiwan is visible on a clear day. That has brought problems. During U.S.-China tensions last year, a Chinese missile that flew over Taiwan landed just 80 kilometers from Yonaguni. For fishermen who make their living in those waters, it was unsettling.
3: Missile launches can't
4: always be 100 percent accurate. It's a human activity, so it's very frightening. Almost all the fishermen here are afraid. Taiwan isn't the only danger. Yonaguni is also close to a group of islands claimed by both Japan and China. Kotaro Kobari often fishes for tuna near the disputed islands, which have seen more Chinese patrols. Recently, they chase you, they follow you, they approach you. The Chinese Coast Guard, I think, it's outrageous. For Yonaguni, the tensions have brought big changes. In 2016, a military base was established here, mainly for surveillance. Soon, Japan will bring missiles, part of a broader military buildup in historically pacifist Japan. Fumia Kano was born and raised in Yonaguni. Even if a war broke out, she says she wouldn't leave.
1: I'd die on this island if it came to that. It'd be terrible. I love this island. I want to live here forever.
4: I'm angry at this policy that could ruin our lives. But with a declining population, many residents welcome any economic help. Bill Gallo, VOA News, Yonaguni Island, Japan. In a
1: historic move, House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Michael McCall led a bipartisan group of U.S. lawmakers to Taiwan's legislature on Friday.
0: This was the first time that a Foreign Affairs Committee delegation paid a visit since the enactment of
1: the Taiwan Relations Act 44 years ago. During a press conference, McCall gave a clear message of U.S. support for Taiwan and warned China that an invasion would come at, quote, too high a price.
2: US House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Michael McCall is in Taiwan, leading a bipartisan delegation of seven other lawmakers. Their first public event was a visit to the Legislative Yuan. They headed up to the second floor of the chamber to watch a questioning session with Taiwan's premier. This was the first time that members of the House Committee visited the Chamber in 44 years, since the Taiwan US diplomatic ties were severed and replaced with the Taiwan Relations Act. McCall, a Republican, has long been a staunch supporter of Taiwan in the U.S. Congress. He introduced the House's version of the Taiwan Policy Act. He also co-signed a letter urging U.S. President Joe Biden to expedite arms sales to Taiwan.
5: Communist China needs to know that an invasion or blockade would come at too high of a price. So working together, and this is why we are here today, sir, in person, to tell you we are friends of Taiwan. That we support Taiwan. And united, we will protect Taiwan from the Communist Chinese Party.
2: McCall arrived in Taiwan just after a meeting between President Tsai Yingwen and U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy in California. Addressing China's reaction to the summit, McCall said the US would not be intimidated by threats.
5: We have every right to meet with President Tsai and with the Taiwanese. People and their government. These intimidation practices, unfortunately, are nothing new. Board vessels in the Taiwan Straits under a quote unquote law enforcement exercise be a, a serious mistake on the part of communist China. We would hope that uh, in the spirit of peace that they would not uh, engage in these practices. It only makes us more determined than ever to stand with Taiwan.
2: McCall is scheduled to meet President Tsai on Saturday after her return to highlight the U.S. commitment to Taiwan.
0: The number of COVID cases in Taiwan continues to drop. The CECC says the daily average of new moderate to severe cases has gone down from last week's 96 to
1: 85 this week. With the numbers dropping steadily, officials have decided to ease the mask mandate starting April 17th. Let's hear from
0: the CECC. It's now
3: after the tomb-sweeping holiday and the epidemic situation appears to be quite stable, so we will start to adjust our mask mandates starting April 17th. The updated guidelines will require masks in medical care facilities and on ambulances. Masks will be recommended in other contexts, such as if you're experiencing symptoms, if you are elderly or immunocompromised, if you are in a crowded or poorly ventilated area, and also if you're on public transportation or school-related vehicles, such as preschool vans and campus shuttles. In these public transport contexts, the rule will shift from a requirement to a recommendation.
1: Not only that, mandatory testing for hospital inpatients and caregivers will be a thing of the past, starting April 10th. Instead, only those with COVID symptoms will be tested, and only if their doctor recommends it. Discharge rules for COVID patients have also been loosened. CT values from PRC tests will no longer matter. Instead, the patient's symptoms and their medical need will be evaluated to decide if they should stay in the hospital. April 7th is Freedom of the Speech Day in honor of pro-democracy hero Nailan Chang. Chang died on this day 34 years ago in defense of 100% freedom of expression.
0: At a memorial event for Chang, Vice President Lai ching said that even today, many challenges lay ahead for democracy. Lai urged citizens to stand strong against Chinese disinformation in order to protect Taiwan's hard-won freedoms. With a deep bow and an offering of flowers, Vice President
3: Lai Qingde paid tribute to pro-democracy activist Nailang Cheng on the 34th anniversary of his death. The memorial event was suspended for three years due to COVID, but it resumed this year due to the subsiding pandemic. Lai said that even 34 years after Cheng's self-immolation, many challenges remained in the way of freedom and democracy.
2: New dangers have emerged, and the international situation is neither calm nor stable. At a moment like this, we should cherish Taiwan's democracy and freedom even more we should absolutely not use disinformation and freedom of speech to undermine freedom of speech.
3: Lai urged the public to defend democracy in a way similar to President Tsai Ing-wen on her diplomatic tour. The call came amid China's continued attempts to use cognitive warfare and disinformation to undermine Taiwan's democracy.
2: Many people exploit the freedom of speech to manufacture false narratives, fabricate rumors, and disseminate misinformation and fake news. People exposed to such information and who can't determine their authenticity may spread the disinformation unknowingly. Whether deliberate or not, these actions hurt Taiwan's democracy.
3: Amid China's constant oppression, the Cheng Liberty Foundation is holding a series of activities to showcase Taiwan's hard-won
0: democracy. The 6,000 NT handout program is already underway. If you haven't applied for a bank transfer yet, worry not. There's a convenient alternative coming soon.
1: Starting next Monday, you can collect your handout at ATMs all over Taiwan. Just hit up one of the 26,000 ATMs from 15 different banks, which make up about 80% of all ATMs in Taiwan. All you need to do is access the special interface Punch in your ID or ARC number and your NHI card number. Starting April 17th, you can also grab your cash at your local post office by showing your NHI card. During the first week, pickup days will be based on the last digit of your national ID. Those with an even number can collect the cash on Monday, Wednesday and Friday. For odd numbers, that's Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. Older adults and people with disabilities can pick up their handout any day of the week. An industrial harbor in Hualien has branched out to offer recreational fishing. Transporting materials like coal has always been the main purpose of Heping Industrial Harbor.
0: But nestled as it is between the Pacific Ocean and the Central Mountain Range, it's actually an amazing beauty spot. Now local fishing enthusiasts can head down to the wharf to cast a line, but spaces are limited and it's only open on weekends.
3: Hoping Harbor in Hualien's Shilling Township used to be a purely industrial port where sand, gravel, coal, and other raw materials were traded. Now it's open to recreational fishing for the first time, and lots of local anglers want to give it a try. The harbor sits between Ilan and Hualien, with the Pacific Ocean at its feet and the Central Mountain Range at its back. But the beautiful location is rarely open for visitors, and it's quite a trek from Hualien City's metropolitan area. Very few members of the public have ever entered here.
2: We want to open it up for local residents to meet recreational needs. Our objective is to be close and cordial with the public.
3: But fishing will only be possible at weekends, and you need to book a place in advance by phone. Only 100 fishing spaces will be granted each day to ensure the place stays in good
2: order. We've opened three locations now. This working area is not in regular use, so it's available for the public for fishing.
3: The port of Hualien is much larger in scale and busier than Heping, but these fishers say Heping is perfect for a spot of angling. The opportunity will depend on fishers staying responsible and taking good care of the environment so that nearby coral can stay healthy.
0: An elementary school in Taoyuan has an artistic tradition that's been practiced for decades, and now
1: it's got an upgrade for the 21st century. Dragon dancing is a great source of pride for Gongpu Elementary School. Now the school has formed a dragon skating team, which performs dragon dances on inline skates. The kids even create the 40-meter dragon themselves,
0: something that both the students and teachers are equally proud of.
3: Children wearing inline skates hold aloft a 40-meter dragon. The dragon skating team here at Gongpu Elementary have created their own dragon dance to wow friends and family in Taoyuan's Luju district. Hey, look,
1: the, small small.
3: the students even made the dragon themselves, using these vivid acrylic paints to draw the dragon scales.
2: It's very special. I feel like it's something I made myself. I have a sense of achievement."
3: Everyone gets onto the sports pitch to carry the dragon, while a dragon dance expert is here to direct the show. The dragon dance is a tradition here at Gongpu, but the skates are a recent addition. Now the dragon skating team has been invited to perform at temples and cultural festivals, and audiences are delighted
2: we get the children to create the dragon and paint its skin and then put together its skeleton and they learn about the whole traditional art of dragon dances so we sow the seeds of this traditional art so that the children won't forget their heritage and they can learn about the history of our school
3: creating the magnificent dragon fills the kids with a sense of pride and gives them a hands-on experience of traditional art at this school Honoring local culture and heritage is a deep value.
1: Coffee is big business, and in major cities, every street has a coffee shop on the corner. We go now to a small cafe in Taoyuan with a unique reputation for its latte art. The 3D foam
0: art at this Zhongli Cafe attracts customers from far and wide. Cute designs like cats and dogs leap from the cup into the air.
1: The cafe owners started the business in an old building nine years ago. They struggled to carve out a niche until they realized that heartwarming art was their unique selling point. Mm
2: a posse of kittens pops out of this cloud of milk foam. Each one has a different expression. This Shiba Inu grins happily. At this cafe, no latte art is too complex.
3: Their latte art is very famous, so we thought we'd come here and try it after class. I think they do it in a very cute way.
2: This cafe in Taoyuan's Zhongli district uses foam as a way to bring smiles to customers' faces. The owner, Hua Hua, handles the 3D foam art, while her husband, Adzong focuses on 2D designs like this one. In just a few minutes, they can even make an incredible copy of an unfamiliar image from a photo.
3: We didn't have any customers in the cafe at first. We came across the 3D latte art in Japan by accident, so we started to copy them and practice it, and we kept on practicing and practicing until we could do designs that we really like ourselves.
2: The nine-year-old cafe is under pressure from inflation now, like many companies. It has chosen to absorb the rising costs of ingredients and not raise prices. The owners hope their unique art will continue to warm patrons' hearts and keep business thriving.
1: President Tsai Ing-wen returned to Taiwan tonight, concluding her 10-day diplomatic tour. Speaking at the Taoyuan airport after landing... Tsai emphasized that during her U.S. transits, a number of American lawmakers took concrete action to convey their support for Taiwan and its fight for democracy.
0: She said this support has strengthened the friendship between Taiwan and the U.S. Tsai is back from a trip to Central America that included transits in New York and Los Angeles. She said wherever she went, she was given a warm welcome by local Taiwanese expatriates and news of her travels was shared widely by people in Taiwan. Tsai said she was grateful to both Taiwanese at home and abroad for their solidarity and cooperation. She said that thanks to them, the world can now see that Taiwan will not bow to pressure and will not stop engaging with the international community.